our very first episode of our very, very chaotic podcast that we really, really hope you enjoy. And today's episode is on the conspiracy of the Titanic. I know there are at least five, maybe a few more conspiracies on the Titanic, but we're going to focus on the conspiracy of the Titanic actually being switched. Hope you guys enjoy. Be sure to follow all of our socials, follow us on Spotify, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So this is what I don't know much about, I'm not going to lie. I did my little research, I have my notes. However, I'm not 100% familiar with this conspiracy, so we'll decide whether I agree with it or I disagree with it by the end of the video. So, you're mm. telling me a conspiracy today. At the very beginning, White Star, which is the company that built Titanic, became a property owned by the International. I'm just going to abbreviate this because, you know... Um, I am bad at pronouncing. It's a company that was started in 1902 and was bankrolled by fame financer J.P. Morgan. Everybody knows who J.P. Morgan is at this point. Uh, they commissioned the three ships, the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. So there's three sister ships. Mm -hmm. We're going to first speak about the Titanic the ship versus Titanic the movie. So the ship's budget... The Titanic was 7.3 million U.S. dollars, 1.5 million euros. Back the then, that was a lot. I mean, that's back in the day, that was a lot more than today's world, obviously. Mm -hmm. However, the okay ship 7.3 million, movie 200 million U.S. Yeah. doll hairs. Titanic sank in 1912. So the grand staircase in the Titanic. If you've watched the movie. Everybody's watched the movie. If you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie. It's amazing. If my 12-year-old niece has seen the movie, then my little everyone brother, needs to see the movie. My younger brother loved it when he was like four or five. Granted, he wanted to like rewind the drawing scene <laughs> like course. 400 times and play it back. <laughs> but I mean, he's a five-year-old boy. He was looking at boobies in the most innocent way you could look at boobies. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the Grand Staircase, both the Olympic and the Titanic had the same staircase, the same grand staircase. And this is going to tie in, I think, to what you're going to tell us. Okay. <laughs> it was the piece de resistance of the Olympic and the Titanic's first class public rooms. So if you weren't first class, you didn't get to go on the staircase. Contrary to the movie, when Jack went on the staircase, it was bullshit. That didn't, that didn't happen. Okay. <clears throat> Alongside the grand staircase, the clock... The giant clock on the first landing of the staircase. It was called the Honor and Glory Crowning Time Clock. Both the Olympic and the Titanic had this as well. It was in the neoclassical style located above the first central landing of the Grand Staircase. Supplied by the Magneta Company of Zurich, Switzerland. Each had 48 in total. So each ship, both Olympic and Titanic. I'm not sure about the Britannic. Um, they each had 48 total clocks. They may not have been the exact same clock, but they were made by the same maker. Every artist has a stamp. Yeah. You know? The conspiracy starts here. Was it an insurance fraud? This is where it gets really, really good. So, the Olympic was damaged by running into the Hawk, which is a Royal Navy warship. 
They collided together. This was while the Olympic was sailing from Southampton, England, to New York in September of 1911. So this is a year before. The year before, okay. After that, it ended up returning to Belfast for more repairs in March of 1912, which was just a few weeks before um, the Titanic actually set sail. So there sets a little bit of a backstory there mm-hmm. for it, of where it the conspiracy kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Um, the Olympic was found to be blamed for the collision on the Hawk. And so because of it being blamed, it kind of made it to where they weren't going to get back as much insurance money as the ship was actually worth. Exactly. It's like a fender bender. If you hit exactly. somebody, it's your fault. You know, your your insurance is paying for theirs, but, you know, what's going to happen with your car? You're coming out of pocket for it. Exactly. And so at this point, um, they were already behind on the Titanic, and because of this collision here, it set them back an extra little while. And so they thought, you know, why not? Let's secretly, and this is all for entertainment purpose only, just saying, um, because the insurers, the Lloyd of London, allegedly refused to do the payout claim. And so because of that, the Olympic was patched up and converted into the Titanic, and the real Titanic, when complete, would quietly enter the service as the Olympic. Now, um... A lot of people know the Olympic actually went on and did, like, service in the World War One and so mm-hmm. on and was actually damaged multiple times. And, you know, you think they claimed the Titanic was the unsinkable ship, but it didn't even last a few days out in the sea. Exactly. And then you have the Olympic, who has been actually in multiple damage, it has multiple damages to it and is still unsinkable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, we kind of put a little bit there, a little tidbit. So, there is actually a writer that, in Conspiracy Theorist, Robin Gardner actually wrote a book. And the book is called Titanic, The Ship That Never Sank. And he goes all over these key points of all that. So, you guys, go check that book out. So, the Olympic was nearly identical, which Mandy was saying, to the Titanic, except for just a few minor details. And the Mm -hmm. details were, like, the number of portholes on the sea deck, on the forward sea deck, actually. Like, there was, I think there was either less or more than the Titanic. And then the spacing of the windows changed that were on the B decks and a section of the A deck. So those had changed, and those were the minor details that people had started picking up on when they started doing more research into, well, was it the Olympic that actually hit the iceberg and not Mm -hmm. the Titanic? Another thing that was very interesting was um, on the Olympic, the damage actually caused the ship to lean more to the left. Well, on the Titanic, when it was setting sail, a science teacher named Lauren Beasley had actually noticed on the Titanic itself that the ship was leaning more to the left. Mm-hmm. So that is a very interesting little piece there on that. So, I, I, after doing my research and looking into the pictures of the before and the after of mm-hmm. when they were working on the Titanic versus when they were actually setting sail, I 
I could believe it. I believe it. This one is a very feasible one. So there are a lot of conspiracy theories that, you know, you hear about them or you read about them or you listen to them and you're like, okay, the person who came up with this lives in a bunker with a lot of canned food under his, you know. Yeah. (laughs) In somebody's backyard. But there are some that are, like, extremely believable and I hope that we go over a lot more that are extremely believable because this one, so so far, and from the little bits that I do know, like... Hell yeah. And yeah. I mean, shit, they didn't have security footage and, you know, things like that in the factories in fucking, what, 1912? Like, there was no way to know if after hours some folks didn't go in there and swap some letters around. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's very, oh, very yeah. believable. And so, like, see, J.P. Morgan, the person mm-hmm. that actually financed the ship, um, he actually ended up canceling his trip minutes before Titanic set, sh- set sail. So he was supposed to be on He was the supposed Titanic? to be on it. Oh, what the fuck? He was <laughs> supposed to be on it, and he ended up canceling literally minutes before it sets out. And because of him canceling, a few others ended up following. And they were the most, like, not, I know that there's um, information about there being the most wealthiest person possibly in the world that actually went down with the ship itself, mm-hmm. but there were other wealthy people that... Ended up following in J.P. Morgan, uh, yeah, J.P. Morgan's footsteps. Yeah, I was about to say, I know I've heard something about that before, because, like, the most, like, influential, it's, like, the in-the-loop type people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get on to the whole, like, you know, today's government and how everybody has all these secret Literal factions. Illuminati. Exactly. <laughs> but I have read a lot about that, that there were so many more influential people that were supposed to set sail on the Titanic. And then, I mean... That's how they bring it into the beginning of the act, the movie, you know, the rendition mm-hmm. of it. It was, like, 2007? No, no, no. No, it was early. 97? Yeah. 97, I think, is when that movie came out. Insanely good graphics for the time period. I digress. But, you know, you see in the beginning of the movie where Jack, you know, he, he's playing poker to get a ticket, and that shit actually happened. Yeah. Like, folks were auctioning off their tickets. They were selling their tickets very last minute. And that's how so many, like, lower-class people were able to get on the Titanic because all these people that were in the loop that knew said, fuck that, I'm not going, you know? Did you know that, like, between 700 to 1,000 of the... There was 700 to 1,000 of the third class, which is the bottom class that Jack was a part of. Um, They actually only had two bathrooms to share. That was it. That was all that they had for that class, was two bathrooms for that many people. Y'all think it's bad going to a concert and having to wait in the line. Could y'all imagine having to wait with all those people for two bathrooms? Yeah, I've deployed before. <laughs> I'm fucking triggered. <laughs> like, we had three porta shitters, and there were like, I mean, not that many of us. There were like fucking 12 on crew for 24-hour shifts, and they were like... I say a mile away. They were not a mile away. They were so far away, though. And it was so fucking hot. And, yes, I... I, Yeah. You put things (laughs) in first time. Yeah. Sharing a potty with shit, like, the 150 or however many people were in my unit was hell. Especially when it was hot outside. And it was chilly Mac day. Yeah, no, it was hell. I couldn't imagine with... You said how many people? 700 to 1,000 people. Yeah, no, fuck that. That. That's an entire battalion. No. Yeah. No, ma'am. No. Oh, yeah. They were slumming it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there... I'm going to touch on this one just a little bit. 
So there's another conspiracy to go on to this one is that J.P. Morgan actually wanted to see his enemies go down, and I mean that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what so better like way? The, he's like, what better way? He's like, fucking Hillary. I'm not getting into politics. I'm not getting into politics, but it sounds like J.P. Morgan may have been. I mean, that him. one. That one is understandable yeah. because, I mean, hello, he's the one that actually did, and it's in the history of him actually canceling his trip minutes before. Yes. And he made many enemies, mm-hmm. especially working and the way that he worked. I have some comparisons here. You got your train of thought now. I got it. <laughs> On track. So, between the movie versus reality. Okay, so when most of us think Titanic, we think the movie. Well, our generation, anyway. Yeah. 90s babies, for sure. Um, however, there are some things that the movie got completely right and that are as close to historically accurate as they can get, all things considered. And there are some things that are just completely bullshit and completely made up to make a better movie. So, we'll start with um, the band. So, the band played as the ship was sinking. That is true. That is 100% true. The band continued to play... Until they were fucking going under. Yeah, the line <laughs> that the guy actually says is true, too, that we'll go down as gentlemen. That is actually mm-hmm. true as well. Yes. So, the last song played was Mirror My God to Thee, and it was a popular church hymn. Those, that's the last song they played. and Which they're trying to at least make what, I mean, I couldn't imagine being in that kind of situation. Yeah. I've been on a cruise before, and, I mean, I was just turned 17 when I went on this cruise and I actually had people messaging me while I was boarding the ship and was just like don't hit any icebergs while you're there and I'm like I'm heading to Mexico guys I'm heading to Cozumel like (laughs) where y'all think I'm going (laughs) Rose and Jack they were not real people um there was an actual Joseph Dawson aboard the Titanic however he had no relation with the first class passenger he did not and their romance was not true um it makes for good film the flashlights so when they're surveying the ocean and they're trying to pull survivors aboard lifeboats (laughs) um and they're using flashlights flashlights had just been invented so they weren't on the titanic or the olympic Mm -hmm. um contrary to the extravagance of the ship flashlights just weren't that big a deal. They weren't, you know, something you keep in your bug out bag in the back of your car in case you break down. Um, <clears throat> also, Jack's handcuffs, they were way too modern. The handcuffs that he was cuffed to the pole with in the movie, because mm-hmm. Jack Dawson was not a person, so that never happened, but regardless... Made for a great storyline. Exactly, but the handcuffs they used were, like, modern day, like, police-issued handcuffs. Um, how the iceberg sank the ship is true. There was an actual calm before the storm. Everybody's chilling. You know, nobody sees the iceberg. And then all of a sudden there was complete chaos. And they iceberg, you know, straight ahead. They hit the iceberg and the ship starts to sink. That was actually true. It is, um, there are lots of accounts from people that were on the ship <clears throat> that say there was no warning whatsoever. That there I actually was- have a... Fun fact about that, too. Do you? I do. 
So the reason why nobody had seen that, the ship's lookouts didn't have any access to the binoculars during the journey. And so the ship's second officer was replaced last minute and forgot to hand off the key to the locker that held the binoculars. So when they got on sea, they realized they didn't have access to that, and that is why mm-hmm. nobody was able to see. So literally the lookout people were looking out over the oceans with their bare eyes. And in pitch black darkness, if mm-hmm. you guys have ever even you know, been on a ship at night and could look out. It is pitch black. You can't see anything Mm -hmm. in the waters. So that is what they are seeing themselves. Yeah. It's not like a Moana scene when the stars are lighting up the ocean and you can see, you know, glowy manta rays. No, that's, it's dark. It's real fucking dark. Yeah. So (laughs) that is what they saw. And the key itself actually resurfaced in an auction in 2010 and it was sold there for over $130,000. Holy balls. That would, like, completely pay off our house. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, absolutely. One key being mm-hmm. sold for that. Well, I mean, it's the story behind it. Yeah. I mean, somebody fucked up. <laughs> oh, definitely. Somebody Big time. did not do their Big job. Big time. Could you imagine being that person that had the key itself, like, going home, laying in bed, and then all of a sudden feel around in the pockets and go, like, oh, my God. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made a fucking old bobo. <laughs> Like, God forbid, going back to the whole military thing, you forget to hand off the key to the arms room and you're fucked. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like, and I want to look further into it. Like, I want to know if, like, that person, the person who was on command before the person that was on command that, you know, couldn't see the iceberg. I want to know if anybody, A, if they survived, and Mm. B, if they did survive, if they were reprimanded or if it was just considered, like, They've been through enough shit. You know, it's fine. You know, they killed thousands of people. But, you know, I I would like to look into that and see if anyone was reprimanded for that. And if anybody knows, let us know in comments or DMs or something, you know. Exactly. Illuminati underscore podcast on Instagram. You can always DM us there. But, yeah, I would definitely like to know that if the people who were behind it, like J.P. Morgan, was he reprimanded for it? Not that I read. Yeah, like, I want to know, like, these fuckers should be in big trouble. Well, should have, because it's a long fucking time ago, they're dead now. They should have gotten into a lot of shit. Like, that man should have been in prison. But see, stuff like that wasn't available to the public as easily as it is for us to access it today. Yeah. So. Technology is forever. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Evolution of technology. I get it. Um, moving on. The ship did split into two. So I watched a video, and it was one of the passengers, and I wish I had written down her name. It was... It wasn't a BuzzFeed video. It was like a BBC... It was a, like, British video. Gotcha. But um, it was one of the survivors, and it was like... I think the video was... I mean, obviously, it's been like 20 years ago or something, but... um. She was talking about how there were so many people saying that the ship didn't actually split in two. And she was like, no, I was literally in the lifeboat and I watched the ship split in two. Mm-hmm. It split between the second and third, like, funnels. Um, smokestacks, whatever. Yeah, so the ship did actually split, but for whatever reason, there were so many people, like, theorizing that it never split in half. Yeah, um, so... I have when it actually, when people started believing it. Let me 
Oh, this woman was bit. like five years old when she was in the lifeboat watching this happen, by the way. The interview, she was like, mm. it looked like she was pushing 100. Yeah. Interview. So, um, when they found, so that was a huge debate. Huge debate on whether or not the ship was actually split in two or not. And so many people just didn't believe it. And it wasn't until the Titanic was found 73 years after it had sank... And it was allegedly found during a secret Cold War Navy mission. That's how it was found, supposedly. And when they found it, they realized, oh, it's legit. It's split in two. And so no, for 73 years, it was a big debate, and nobody believed it until then. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And especially to, like, think from the survivor's perspective. Like, even if you were, like, three or four years old, like... I feel like that image is not going to leave you. Like, being in a lifeboat in, like, frigid, like, hypothermic temperatures and watching this boat split in half, like, this big-ass fucking unsinkable ship, like, split in half, and for people to tell you that that didn't happen, like, I could not imagine how aggravating that would Mm. be. Because I feel like in the interview that I watched, it had just, like, come to fruition that the ship actually did split in two when the, this woman was talking about like she was like big mad like she was somebody's mama and she was big mad talking about like mm-hmm. how people tried to tell her when she was younger that the ship didn't split in two and that she imagined that and she was like no i, I mean could you just imagine witnessing that and then not only that if you're that small small of a child and being separated from your parents because there were mm-hmm. many children that did actually get separated from their parents because not mm-hmm. all women actually made it onto those lifeboats. This boats. woman in particular that I'm talking about, they boarded the same lifeboat but then split them up once they were in the water. Mm. Mm-hmm. So she didn't get to see her mother until I think it was like hours after they had boarded <clears throat> the ship that rescued them. And I'm going to talk about that ship. Also, because there is a conspiracy. There is a conspiracy tied into the, the California. Yes, tied into the California, and the <clears throat> the woman in the video. She was talking. I'm going to find that video and I'm going to link it below. Um, <clears throat> but in that video, she was talking about how when they had just gotten on the lifeboats and <clears throat> they began to feel safe, like they and even before they got on the lifeboats, they could see a ship in the distance. She said it looked like it was maybe, like, four miles away. Like, she could clearly see Mm -hmm. a ship in the distance. And, you know, I mean, years and years and years, like, decades later, they found out that that was indeed the California. But the California decided to ignore the distress Mm -hmm. call. Uh, What was it? Um, They were closer. They were much, much, much closer. But the captain... Yeah, the captain just decided to ignore the distress call and turned off comms. Like, well, from what I had said that, or what I had read, that actually the captain of that ship had tried to warn them beforehand, that the, warn the Titanic of icebergs, and they that Titanic had ignored their warnings because the Californian was actually anchored, or they were kind of they decided that they were going to rest there for the night and mm-hmm. then proceed. In the early daylight when they could see again. And uh, from what, that's just allegedly, that's what I read. Um, and everything, like, that we have read, all of the sites that we've read from will be linked below. Yeah. Or if you're 
a podcaster, if you're listening, list fucking a. <laughs> Listen, whatever this is, house wine sangria. Uh, that is, it's good shit. You should try it anyway. Uh, <laughs> not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. But if you want to, we're here. Love you. Oh, oh, it was a Miss Mojo video. I have that sided. <laughs> That's where the video was lady talking about her experience. It's Miss Mojo. It, she actually has that written in the top corner inside of a freaking bubble cloud, y'all. So. Hi, this is Chaos. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> okay, so the Carpathia, Carpathia. Correct me, I'm from Alabama. Um, <laughs> There's our education right there. <laughs> It arrived four hours after people had boarded the lifeboats, Mm -hmm. not after the Titanic had hit the iceberg. Um, However, the California, oh, the RMS Carpathia, the um, SS California was right there. And, I mean, I guess they were just playing, like, fucking petty patty. And they were like, Like, you're gonna gonna ignore us, we about to ignore y'all. Yeah, exactly. And I think that there was a, um... I think that, was there a lot, okay, I know there was a lawsuit for all of the lives lost, but I can't remember if it was toward the California and its captain, or if it was toward the Titanic. That part I didn't read about. I did read, however, that it was basically kind of a karma thing, because the California ended up being, they had an accident and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Shortly, Um, like, like within a year or so. mm Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, okay, the lifeboat situation. So in the movie, they're all scrambling, and they're like, there aren't enough lifeboats, and you hear the captain, Mm -hmm. but, um, Officer Will Murdoch, um, the man in the movie that you hear screaming, like, no, fill that lifeboat, like, 20 people, like, you know, pack them in, 30 people, as many as you can pack in, fill the lifeboat. Um, he was, you know, actually, like, actually trying to pack the lifeboats, and, um, they, okay, so, the, I have it, so it legally exceeded requirements. They had enough for 1,178 people, which was one-third the capacity. hmm And they, none of the lifeboats, well, most of the lifeboats, um, were not filled to capacity. Um, Officer William Murdoch, the one that was, you know, in the movie, you know, screaming, like, fill the lifeboat, fill the lifeboat. And in the movie, he, like, offs himself. <laughs> he kills himself before the ship goes down. Um, that did not happen. But it is believed that he did go down with the ship, along with the ship's captain. Um, the ship's captain was Edward Smith. So, it's believed that he and William Murdoch did go down with the ship. But William Murdoch didn't, like you know, say, fuck this, and, like, off himself, you know. Um, did you know that, like, um, there was 25 engineers on that ship. All 25 engineers actually ended up perishing and going down with the ship because they literally did all that they could to keep the ship actually going Mm -hmm. until minutes before it finally just completely lost all power. They literally kept everything going. They kept the radios going to try to send out all the emergency... Um, alerts, anything that they could do 
they risked their lives to be able to keep everything going just mm-hmm. long enough where hopefully everyone can at least get mm-hmm. off the ship and all of that and exactly. help be on their way. Well, and that's really sad. Exactly. And, like, the movie does kind <coughs> of portray that a little bit. Yeah. Because you see the men, like, down in, like, the steam rooms or the boiler yeah. rooms, like, and they're trying working. to work, you know? And you see the captain, like, in his little captain's quarters, like, refusing to leave. Mm-hmm. And there are so many heroes that were on the Titanic that went down with the ship, you know? I mean, Because that... they would rather give up their <clears throat> life than... Because they were in control of the ship. Than exactly. To, like, even though it wasn't really their fault. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I mean, come on. Things happen. You don't see things. Exactly. But, I mean, I can imagine that in their mind, they're like, you know, the safety of all these people like, exactly. is in my hands. And they're like, you put the women and children on first because that is also true in the movie. Yeah. They're like, women and children first. That was absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So, the elderly couple that are shown in the movie, like, holding each other in bed as water rushes under their bed on the ship, that was actually true. The couple's names, well... That scene, per se, may not have necessarily been true. However, there was an elderly couple on board, Isidore and Ida Strauss. Um, Ida was the female. Isidore was the male. And they were an older couple. And Ida was offered a spot on a lifeboat, because, you know, women and children first. And she refused to leave Isidore. And um, later on, since Isidore was an elderly man, and they they wouldn't leave each other's arms, he was offered a spot as well, but they just... You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they gave up their spot. So, you know, children, like lower class children, because, I mean, they didn't get first dibs. The upper class children yeah. got first dibs. Um, they gave up their spot. And um, Ida gave her maid her fur coat as she helped her board a lifeboat. That was, someone gave someone a coat, a fur coat in the movie. But I don't think that it was an elderly lady. But uh, Ida was the actual woman who gave her maid a fur coat. Like, she told her maid, like, no, you go, you know. And the the last place that they were recorded as being seen were on the ship's deck just watching the lifeboats go away, just holding each other. And I have chills thinking about it because it's absolutely beautiful. Um, Did you know that there was actually a book written 14 years before the Titanic was had even set sail? And it's basically predicting... The whole Titanic fiasco. What is this? Book? Okay, so it is called Futility. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, it is a novel written by American author Morgan Robinson. It was published in 1898, and that was about 14 years before the Titanic set sail. And it centered around the whole sinking of the ship. And the ship's name in the book was called the Titan. So there's already that. There's a lot more eerie similarities. There is, it was almost the same in size. Um, Both sank in April. And both were due to an iceberg. And they both claimed to be unsinkable. So they both claimed that. And then, again, with the whole illegal amount they both had the illegal amount of lifeboats mm-hmm. and it both was still not enough that is insane so that bring like okay hearing that like i watch i well listen to podcasts religiously mm-hmm. constantly you don't no you, i watch the youtube videos yeah you don't listen to podcasts like that's how i pass my time when i have to drive to birmingham and you know take my kid to practice he plays football it's adorable 
But um, I listen to podcasts religiously. And I've just started um, Conspiracy Beer Me, a really good one if you want to listen to it. Uh, it's very vulgar, more vulgar than me, and I say fuck a lot. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's I just, I'll, 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 I'll like connect it to the TV at home and I'll watch all the conspiracy mm-hmm. videos I can find. Bailey Sarian is queen. Yes. We love her, but their theory goes completely against like the butterfly effect that yeah. every little thing you do changes time. Their theory is that if you go back in time, well, one of theirs, I think it may be Sam or one of the guys on there, but his theory is that no matter what you say or what you try to do when you go back in time, you're not going to sway anyone's opinion because they're not going to believe you. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, blew... That was just, like, light bulb, like, holy shit. Because, I mean, we're not getting into that conspiracy today. But, you know, linear versus round time. We'll discuss it one day. But, yeah, that's insane to think that he... You know, just earlier today he was talking about how even if you were to go back in time and write a book based off, like, exactly based off an event and that event were to happen, you know, people still wouldn't believe you. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of insane. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, there's a thing where they think that possibly the ship was actually doomed from the start because during the actual build of Titanic, eight men actually ended up dying during the construction. I um, have heard that. I have heard that there were many people, that there were so many, like, ghost stories mm-hmm. based around the Titanic and so, so much, like, superstition based around it. Oh, yeah. And so they only know of five. So there's three men that are unnamed. But yeah, the names that I do have um, is Samuel Scott, John Kelly, William Clark, Jane Staubin, and Robert Murphy. And they actually ended up in 2012, they made a plaque Mm -hmm. in remembrance of the eight men that ended up dying. Another little tidbit is a stewardess and nurse named Violet Joseph or Joseph actually ended up surviving both sinkings of the Titanic and the Britannic. So could you imagine going on one ship and it freaking sinking and then going on the sister ship of that ship and going through the same thing, the same ordeal? Like, girl, no. I'll be staying off ships at that point. Like, nah, see y'all later. I'm staying on this land. I'm good. (laughs) My feet are parked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, okay, so most people would go down with one ship and never get on a ship again. I am a skeptic. And when we get into, like, ghosts and spirits and ghost hunting and that type of thing, like, you're 100% a believer. Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 100%. I, I believe in ghosts. I. It was a ghost. I know that scientifically energy never goes away. However, I am still a skeptic just based solely on so many people's accounts of ghosts. So I am still skeptical. Well, see, our childhood trauma from that see, is what keeps me see, in it. Yeah. Our childhood trauma is what keeps me in. Like, all of the, uh Like, even the one with your little brother is the one that is, like, burned into my memory. Tell, tell the story. Tell okay, the story. okay. <laughs> so, how old were we? We had to have been, like, 12. Y- y'all have if to realize too. Yeah, y'all have to realize this too. This was a time where parents would actually just walk off and leave their kids at home, and it was okay. Oh I, yeah, we were at home alone at like nine. All years the old. time, our parents were out drinking. Love you, daddy. Love you, Sheila. <laughs> but like, they leave us at home all the time. Like, you're fucking fine. Go make some ramen noodles. Like, you'll or be grilled okay. cheese. You're yeah, good. You're good. <laughs> <coughs> and so we were home. 
alone, and it was me, her, and her little brother, which is, like, what? He's... He's six years six younger years than us. Yeah, he just turned 21, my baby brother, and he has a baby, and she's the most precious thing on the planet. Insert photo here. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, if we were, no, we had to have at least been 12, because Cody, Cody had to have at least been five or six at the time. Okay. Um, at least that, or maybe possibly seven. So, it was around that time. Y'all can, y'all get it. Um, maybe had a two-story house, and downstairs was the dining room, it was the living room, it was an extra um, sitting area, and the kitchen, yeah, and the kitchen, and upstairs was the bedrooms, and, I mean, there there was, like, a little hall bathroom downstairs, but there was, like, a bigger bathroom upstairs. Mm -hmm. The master bath, the full bath, and the the half bath, yeah, and the half bath was downstairs. And so, me and Mandy were upstairs, and y'all have to realize that we have, like, countless on both houses we had countless of experiences count like we have story times for days for you guys we've been this. spooky since we were in elementary school i'm telling <laughs> you back when we were trying to make walter and kennedy um haunted with moaning myrtle from harry potter oh my god <laughs> we were such fucking weird kids like oh my god we oh, did that we thought we were witches like i'm telling you like, like we would go out in the yard and just like start fighting and like there was nothing to fight yeah, we had ever convinced that there were magical trolls in the woods beside my mom's house, like a troll village, like or gnomes. It was gnomes. Was it, it was trolls? something like yeah. It was something, but we had our best friend Amber. I'm sure she'll be on eventually. She is. She's the one that keeps us. Gr- I'd have to say she's definitely the one that keeps us. Yes, grounded. she's the sunshine. Where we are like the cloudy, like thunderstorms. Amber is the sunshine, and she always like. No matter what we're going through, like, the two of us, we've lived the exact same childhood and adulthood, apparently. Yeah. Um, like, we have the exact same life, and Amber has been through a lot of the same things that we have, but Amber is always just so optimistic, and I've never had anyone in my life that's just, can take the worst of situations and make them better. But good fucking God, we picked on her, and we took advantage of how gullible she was, and we literally, like, I mean, we made potions with fucking flower petals and sticks and water from the creek, the little stream (laughs) beside my house. Like, we were spooky-ass kids, and I just, Amber had to reap the consequences of that. We love you. (laughs) Okay, now that we're we're off the side story, back to the uh, spooky story part. Um, My bad. No, we're good. We're good. It's it all. All of them is going to end up like this. But uh, so, me and Mandy were upstairs, and her little brother was downstairs watching. I don't know. Probably uh, Dragon Ball, if I had to guess. Let's probably. see. Six or seven, or five, six, seven. He was probably watching like Bob the Builder. If I'm being completely or Stuart Li- Stuart Little. He fucking loves Stuart Little. Possibly one of those. I don't know. So he was watching something. Or he could have been playing Sonic on the PS2. He also could have He been was that. really big into that, too. Yes, Real big into that. So he could have been playing that. Um, but I had came downstairs, and I had came in, like, when you came downstairs and you walked this way, like, towards the left of the stairs, you would be, like, right into the living room where Cody would be. And I walked in there, and about that time, I looked in the kitchen, because you can see the kitchen. At least you can see the stove area and the sink from that area. And I seen, and I literally had Cody right beside me. Mandy was upstairs. I just left her. 
I had seen a reflection and there was, you can hear the footsteps hitting and the, you could see the vibration in the oven door mm-hmm. where I seen the reflection. It was literally all I seen was like white clothes. And I looked at Cody, Cody looked at me <laughs> and we both just like booked it. <laughs> we were in back upstairs. It was just like making sure Mandy was upstairs where I just left her. And we were both like. That just happened. <laughs> We've both seen that crap. Uh huh. Yeah. Shows I confirm. <laughs> confirm. <laughs> if you remember. Yeah, oh, he was very young. Yeah. Yeah. But that that was just like one that stuck to me so bad because it wasn't just me that seen it. And I mean, you can hear the footsteps. I seen the reflection. You can. It was a black stove, so it was. If you run hard in front of a stove, you're going to see the vibrations mm-hmm. in it. And it it had that in there. Mm-hmm. We didn't stick along long enough to see who in the heck was in the house. No, <laughs> ma'am. We ran right back up them steps. And we were like, oh, you are up here. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll check this out. Well, see, okay. So, the fact that, like, my mother fed into our, like, theories and our, like, yep. frightening mm-hmm. experiences. Like, my mother was convinced. Okay, so we had, I mean, this was in the early 2000s. We had the blue laminate tile in the kitchen. Like, my dad had this house built. My dad built the house that I grew up with. Grew up in. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, big two-story on the lake. Whatever. Um, but we had the laminate tiles in the kitchen. And so our house was a figure eight. If you walked into our front door, we had... Living room to the right, we had formal living room to the left, a hallway straight, the stairs were going, like, right along the hallway, and then you had, like, the kitchen dining area, off to the right was the kitchen, and off to the left was the dining room, but it was a complete figure eight, there were no doors, and in the hallway was, you know, a coat closet and a half bath, but, um... In the kitchen to the right was, you know, a double door situation. We had our laundry room. My mom called my dad frantically screaming and crying about how our floors were fucking bleeding like Amityville I remember this. Oh, my God. Because the glue, the fucking (coughs) washing machine or something was leaking. I don't know. My daddy could elaborate further i don't know what actually happened because we we're young as hell but the, i think it was the glue that had gotten wet and it was oozing up between the tiles uh yeah no she had like me and you and every fucking body convinced that our kitchen floor was bleeding that our house was bleeding that it was some amityville horror shit yeah my, my mother fed into it frequently and your parents used to just freak us out just to freak us out like our parents my dad would go oh my god my dad would scare the mess look my dad had like masks on mask of like halloween masks you know you Mm -hmm. have like your monster mask and you have um like your scary mask and then you have a zombie mask and all that yeah my dad had that and he would go and put one on and depending on what part of the house that we were on or if we were outside Especially if it was dark out, he would go put it on and walk around and then come in and scare the bejesus out of us. Like, oh my god. Love you, Alan. All the time. <laughs> Thank you for the experiences. But the we childhood almost trauma. <laughs> we almost peed ourselves so many times. Uh, Every episode is going to be a little chaotic. Yes, we will talk about the topic, but you'll also get to learn a little bit about us. Welcome. We love you and we appreciate you yes. for listening this far. Um, so one of the ship's musicians wasn't actually officially declared dead until the year 2000. 
That's 88 years after the ship had actually sank. Could you imagine? Like, these people are bickering back and forth. They, who was it? It was, the French army was the one that was calling him, like, a deserter because he didn't want to go to, he just didn't show up for World War One, And they called him a deserter. And so, this whole entire time, they're just, like, bickering back and forth, you know. No, he's got to be somewhere around. He didn't actually go down on that ship. He's just, he's a deserter. That's what he does. That's who he is and stuff like that. Could you imagine? That's so funny. So, the French Association of the Titanic didn't succeed in clearing his name and officially putting him to rest until 88 years later, which would be the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So, that is terrible. That is, yes. I couldn't imagine being, like, that person's family. No. There's an actress named Dorothy Gibson who was on board of the Titanic and she actually ended up surviving, and then she starred into a film that was quickly produced and quickly put out, literally a month after the ship had sank. So it was like, bang, 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 done. And um, the film was called Saved from the Titanic, which, again, was just released a month after. Um, she actually ended up wearing the same clothes in the film that she ha- was wearing when the ship sank, the legit titanic actually sank so i mean kudos to that woman because like i don't know what i would have done at that point like no fucking ptsd so it was a movie about the sinking so it was one of the sinking of the titanic movies Mm -hmm. and then she wore the you can't no i'm getting to that yeah so you know she wore the same clothes and the only known print of the film was actually destroyed by fire Mm mm-hmm Holy shit. But it was it was put out like in theaters? I don't think it was put out in theaters. I don't oh, okay. I think it was kind it was of like a filmed. theater type. Oh, okay. For okay. it to be that quickly filmed, I'd have to say it it had to have been like a theater. I mean, don't quote me or anything cuz I mean, I wasn't around that time obviously. Um but it makes sense that it would be like a theater type one man show. The last actual known survivor of the ship was Milvina Dean. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, She was actually two months old when she boarded the Titanic. And she passed away when she was 97 in 2009. So she was the last remaining person that survived the Titanic. That's insane. To think that a two-month-old baby made it through all of that. And you're really going to like this info here. So, part of the Titanic Studios Incorporate Paint Hall, which is what I, it's what it's called today, Titanic Studios. Um, that area is actually where they built the Titanic, but it is a studio that is now used to film TV shows and movies. And the first film that was filmed there, or the first filming, was in 2007 for the city of em- Ember. And it actually has, that's where Game of Thrones was actually filmed, was in the studio where Titanic was actually built. But I'm pretty sure that there were pieces from the actual Grand Staircase. Again, don't quote me on that. It's either pieces of or an exact replica of the Grand Staircase in the Titanic Museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And when you do go into the Titanic Museum, they give you like a card and you get a passen- an actual passenger's name. So once you it finish... It was the same with the um, 
the little exhibit at the aquarium. Really? That's pretty cool. So, like, when you finish, you find out if you lived or you died. See, Morgan, my sister and her ex-husband, they were, their names were perished. They didn't survive. Mm-hmm. I was the only one out of us four that actually survived. That's insane. And I like that they do that. I mean, it's morbid, but, I mean, we're morbid here. But I do really like that they do that because it really puts it into perspective because, like, you go through this exhibit with your family and mm-hmm. to get those cards and for only one of you to make it, like, it really puts things into perspective. Like, what the fuck? Like, like this like this is a real person. It's not some fiction made-up person. This is a real person. Mm-hmm. And it puts you in the headspace to think, like, what if I really were there? Like, it, it makes it more personal to think mm-hmm. that... You know, if I would have gone through there with, you know, my dad and my little brother and only one of us made it, like, holy fucking shit, man. Like, it's insane. Like, we talk about things like the Titanic and other tragedies today, and we make light of them. And even the movie, like, I feel like the movie is, you know, I mean, (sighs) the director and producer, they, they did their best. But, um, they still, like, I feel like it's made light of. You know, mm-hmm. with the additives and the it romance adding in. They focus more on the romance part than the actual sinking itself. Like, the actual trauma that these people went through. The actual dividing of the families. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Yeah, they touched on it and all of that. You got to see a little bit of it. But it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, a great movie, though. I mean, still a great movie. Not mm-hmm. knocking it by no means. But it's more so the romantic story that they... Hollywood. Exactly. And to think that you go through this, you know, this little museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and that puts into perspective, you know, more than, you know, the film based off of the actual mm-hmm. happenings did. It, it's insane. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it 100% that you, you go through there and, you know... You learn more stuff about it. I love, like, any time that I have, like, the itching, I will, like, any time that I look up the Titanic, any time that I do any type of research on the Titanic, I end up finding more information that I did not know previously, and I end up just with more facts on it, and it's just so, I don't, it's morbid, yes, but it's it's just so intriguing, because that is an actual part of history itself. Mm -hmm. It's a rabbit hole, and this being, like, our first episode, our first topic, our first story, um, I feel like starting off with one that is more believable, like, contrary to everything else we've talked about, like, the conspiracy that we are discussing is that the Titanic and the Olympic were switched. I would like to know if you guys believe it, that they were actually switched, because, I mean, there is a lot of believability to this Mm -hmm. story, but um, starting off with one that is more believable keeping it more lighthearted is is absolutely wonderful. You know, it's great. However, like, there are so many rabbit holes to go down, and we're going to explore so many rabbit holes in, you know, this, you know, this series. If you haven't gone down a rabbit hole, do it. Like, go research more further into the Titanic because we have barely touched on all the oh, information. I mean, anytime that I get onto the rabbit hole... I make my husband, Austin, stay up and watch all these videos, and I'm like, do you believe this? Like, look, check this out. Like, oh my god, listen to this all the time. But one of the most things I'm probably the most excited about is when we start actually going to places. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I love to, like, sit here and talk and everything, but I, I like to go up and do. Hands like, up. I'm having to, like, 
So I do, I have um, a business page on Facebook called Atomic Bling. And I do paparazzi jewelry and... Shameless self-promo. Yes, shameless. (laughs) And so I've... In the lives, I'm always standing up and I'm always moving around. I mean, you've seen, you've been on the lives with mm-hmm. me. Um, so it's like, um, that's why I keep fidgeting is because mm-hmm. I'm used to up and moving. And that is, I guess, that's why you can say I'm more excited about that part because we mm-hmm. get to go up and do. I love finding out, actually going places and finding out the history. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I love the research as well, but I love to actually go there to learn mm-hmm. itself. And, I mean, you don't ever think about it, but there are so many places close to home, like, close, close to us, that we could go visit, like, Mount Chiha. Yeah. We could go. To, but there are so many, like, cemeteries there, and there are so many, like, locals. There's a cemetery in Lake Gunnersville when me and Austin went for our anniversary trip. Mm-hmm. When we went camping up there. There's one that you can easily access. I mean, it's a walk. It's not that bad when... Once we figured out where we were going. Once we actually got there, it was actually really cool. There were, however, a lot of unmarked, like, there were crosses and they were unnamed. There were a lot of unknown headstones. A lot of them. Um, And they were a lot older. Graveyards, too. And so that's another cool area to be able to go. And we can go camping while we do that, too. That's yeah. really cool. That's really, we can make it a girls' trip. Yeah. So if you're into true crime and you're into conspiracies, this is the place to get it. Uh... We are fascinated with that type of thing, and we hope that you guys are too, and we hope that you stick with us. All right, this is our very first episode, guys, so be sure that you hit that like button, hit the subscribe, turn that notification bell on so that you can get alerts when we do upload. We will be uploading every Sunday, and we'll be loading at 7 p.m. So be sure to follow all of our socials. We'll have all of those linked down in the bio as well. Thank you so much. And help us get the word out there that we're doing this. Um, We want to continue to do it. I hope you guys enjoyed the very first episode. And I hope you guys will be back for the next episode. Comment down below what you think that the next episode will be. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye guys. guys. some comparisons. Which is so going into the end. <laughs> the outtakes. I have some com- fucking <laughs> A. <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh my god, look. Look, you can see that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Sheila. You are your mother. That cold literally made me sound (laughs) like a duck. (laughs) You know, you'd be watching these TikTok videos, and the girl would be dying in the background laughing, and she goes, (laughs) I can't even do it right now. The noise that I just made.
so sorry about my laugh, y'all. I do not have a bad <laughs> I do not have a cute laugh whatsoever. No. <laughs> Me either. Me either. I either have a ridiculous <laughs> laugh or my laugh completely. I just it's like, silent. I don't breathe. And then I have that random like seal laugh. Like, ah. <laughs> Same. And obviously tonight my body is just like, no, we are going to make you sound like some kind of pterodactyl. <laughs>